The boys are back in town. Yes, sir. Gabe, yes, sir. we back. are back with football. I know, I know. Football is back. The season is here. My Sundays have purpose once again. It feels good, man. Welcome back to Kim Jong Bui's Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Cameron Daig, and with me back again this year is my co-host, Gabe Sabarzo. Yeah, I'm excited. Excited for another season of the podcast. I'm excited for another season of the league. Uh, it seems like some of the standings might be flipped on their heads. We had a bit of a, a Jaguars upsetting the Buccaneers in our league uh, as a metaphor <laughs> for Daniel versus Camden's matchup. Man, we had a, we had a lot of fun. Uh, matchups this week so i'm excited to get into them camden will not be happy that you just compared him to the bucks but uh i'm assuming that's where we're going with that i think it was just easy because one he won the championship last year and so did the buccaneers two he rosters both ronald jones and leonard fournette and like has to figure out which one to start or saquon barkley so it's just like it fit the metaphor too well so i had to i had to do it it was great man i thought we were going to be rusty coming back in here but gabe just coming in all slippery all ready to go uh (laughs) (laughs) all right maybe i'm still rusty whatever uh no but we're back for another season uh didn't have a podcast last week as like an intro pod boys totally on me i dropped the ball on that one but we are coming back with a banger for this week after week one we're hoping to have a bunch of stuff crammed into this episode that'll kind of give you a preview of the season uh along with being able to take a look at week one so we'll kind of be able to operate with uh some info um some early season info that we wouldn't normally have with predictions and standings and stuff so uh kind of a look at what we're going to get into today is we're going to have our season rankings prediction um we're going to have kind of a news and notes period. We're going to try to do like news and notes a little bit quicker this year so we can get like more into the meat of our podcast as opposed to just really harping on every single injury. Um, even though it's great content, we want to get into like some of the other stuff we want to do. Uh, this year, we're going to add a new section uh, looking, at a, looking at the top five at each position for each week and kind of take tabs on what players are, are killing it for our fantasy teams. Uh, then we're going to look back at our matchups from this previous week and kind of give predictions for this upcoming week. So lots of stuff to get into here, Gabe. Uh, was there anything you wanted to add before we hop into it? No, nah, man, that sounds good. Let's get into it. Okay, we're going to start with our season predictions. Last year I gave these out, uh, or I think we gave these out before the season started. So obviously this time we're doing it a weekend, but I actually... I actually texted in the sleeper app my predictions, so I'm just going to stick with those um, since those were technically my season predictions. Um, And so why don't you start us off and give me me your top three and kind of what you're thinking, why you thought along those lines, who you had, who you had high, who you had low. Okay, so full disclosure, Cam told me uh, if he wanted to record this pod earlier this morning. And so last season, I had like this big model that I plugged in numbers, gave each team values, gave receivers values. I was just trying to like figure out like a, a, a good way to do a power ranking system. 
and I haven't had time to do that yet, so I'll come back with that next week. So this this one through ten is literally just going to be from the gut how I'm feeling after week one, what I saw on the NFL field, what I've seen from you as a fantasy manager. This is just off the cuff, bam. No no data no data being driven uh, in this uh, in this pre- in this rankings prediction. So. I like it. I like it. Go from the heart, number, baby. <laughs> number one, gotta have Connolly. He has a. He has three more picks. I wonder how long it will take him to pawn these picks off because if you remember last season, he was very quick to get rid of every single one of his uh, draft picks. But now he has... Oh, wait. He just got rid of the 2021 ones. I'm I, For some reason, I thought he got rid of every draft pick he could. Yeah. So he just got rid of the 2021 ones. We'll see if he does the same strategy for 2022. Mm-hmm. But his team is just so strong top to bottom strong receiving core, strong uh, running backs. It's just, it's Titans heavy. And so if the Titans look like they did on Sunday, that could be a little bit worrisome, but we can, we can talk more about that later. I still think he'll probably finish atop the league. Uh, number two, I have Garrett. Uh, Garrett's team is also strong. Uh, he was number one, and I'm pretty sure our regular season finished last uh, yeah. fantasy season. He was. And, uh, He's he's got strong everything IDPs receivers Adam Thielen still looks like a beast. Um, it just it, it all kind of comes together. David Montgomery is looking like a league winner um, after after week one. But uh, anyways, and then third place I have myself because I didn't want to put myself one or two, but I do think I have a shot at winning <laughs> the league. I, I scored the most points this week. I like and it. I just have to make some good like start sit decisions this year i think i think last year i kind of struggled like making the right start sit decision and my roster had just a bunch of players that were kind of similarly tiered i didn't have like one quarterback that i just start every week like a pat mahomes or lamar jackson i didn't have like a ton of my running backs were were easy because it was usually just chubb and sanders but then receivers it was usually four of them because of two receivers and two flexes and there was just a ton of like middling wide receiver twos threes and fours and i always chose the wrong ones and so it was just it, it's tough and and it's i mean it's going to be hard it's players come out of no out of nowhere and uh and, and perform you had trent sherfield this week just scoring touchdowns you had uh kj osborne for the vikings like playing well like just it's hard to predict receiving core uh targets and things so you just gotta do your best there but hopefully i can uh, manage to at least take down the third place spot if not the one or the two i think garrett put something in our sleeper like he was talking to conley but he said that's the issue when like you have so many good players is you just had to make those start sit decisions over <laughs> yeah, and over he was obviously kind of kidding them, with Conley, but yeah, one of them unfortunately got made for Conley this week with the uh, Raheem <laughs> Mustard injury. That's true, very true. R.I.P. R.I.P. Raheem. So that was your top three. Yeah, Conley, Garrett, Gabe for my top three. Conley, Garrett, Gabe. Okay, my top three. I have Conley one, Garrett two, and then I have myself three. So common themes here. Um, I'm with I you. Like Conley's team just looks stacked uh garrett performed really well last year and didn't lose much um over the off season seems like a lot of his players are in similar roles um and then i i i'm gonna give myself credit i'm kind of with you i think my team has a chance i know i had two brutal running back injuries over the off season uh 
Yeah, um, that was crazy. <laughs> but what's funny is like neither of those guys really contributed much for me last year. So right. even though like I was projecting them to contribute a lot for me this year, um, mm. I I essentially have the same team, and so I I don't think that I can win the league. I think Camden was right when he said like the running back depth is just such a concern. Yeah. I, 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 I was going to say, I think the teams, like, really, there wasn't a ton of huge offseason moves mm -hmm. made. I think the teams that changed the most, uh, notably, were, like, Daniel's team traded for right. Mahomes. Uh, Zach's team got a lot younger. Um, he's got Najee, Kyle Pitts, a lot of those guys that he's going to rely on heavily if he wants to make a push. Yep. And uh, who else? Camden had something happen that I can't remember. I was about to, I was about to mention it, but just like, there wasn't a ton of huge like overhauls on teams. Oh, I was going to say that Saquon's coming back. Right. So he yeah. already won the league and Saquon is now <laughs> coming back. And so for better or for worse, that's a decision that he didn't have to make last year that he is now going to have to make. And so yeah, it's a, uh, it's interesting, but yeah, I, I think that there will be some similarities to last season, but there could be some uh, some surprises as well. You never know. Yeah, give me your four through ten. Run through them. Okay. Um, so you're in my top five. Camden's number four, and you're number five. Okay. Um, I've got Big R six. I I think that Big R's got a shot at uh, at being a very competitive team this year. He beat Garrett, which is a big thing to do. He uh, added Dalvin Cook over the off season he's got lamar jackson zeke and and like he just has a, a good team and if mm -hmm. they can stay healthy and not um pull a a fantasy big r special <laughs> which is when they just all decide to uh fall apart at the same time then i think that he'll have a good team i think that he'll finish in the top uh or, or near the top half of the league and he could even make a push higher if uh if things go his way uh, number seven, I've got Bowie. Number eight, I've got Daniel. Number nine, I've got Zach. I don't see Zach. He 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 got younger, and I think that there's some talent on his team, but I think he's a year or two away. I think that last year he was kind of on the fringe of the playoffs, made the playoffs, and I think this year he'll be just on the outside. Eventually he'll decide probably that he wants to sell, and uh, he'll end up with some draft picks. And I'm sure he'll rebuild well, but I don't see him being necessarily competitive this season and number 10 i've got ben i think that ben could make things interesting this was a poor indicator of ben's real team this week because aaron Rodgers put up like 0.3 or something and like yeah. obviously aaron Rodgers is not going to do that every week and for like fantasy is such a quarterback heavy game that it's just hard to really gauge your team like emotionally like if you if you lose a fantasy game by i don't know like he still put up a decent amount of points. He put up 112 without Aaron Rodgers basically doing anything. And so I'm sure he'd feel a lot better about himself if he put up 130. But it's like, it's just, it, it's emotionally hard to gauge after week one when your quarterback decides to uh, not show up. So I have him 10. I think he could uh, make a push higher. But yeah, that's kind of my, uh, my top 10, just emotional emotional um, feels list yeah exactly and you'll come how back feel, with uh feeling at this moment you're gonna September come back 14th. 
You're going to come back with more of a analytical-based approach? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, next okay. season, or next season, next episode, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll dust off the model and see what we're working with. But uh, Okay. Well, you guys know I don't go with the analytical approach. It's all about my feelings. <laughs> Uh, I think I had Garrett last la- uh, last year, and he ended up getting first in the regular season. I do want to say, like, these rankings, uh, Gabe, I'm assuming you're doing the same thing, but these are going to be regular season rankings. So, obviously, Camden won the league last year, but what did he finish, like, fifth or sixth? Uh, oh, I don't remember. Yeah, in probably in the regular season. So, like, barely squeaked into the playoffs sort of situation. So, these are going to be, like, regular season rankings. Obviously, anything can happen in the playoffs. Uh, my four through ten... Um, I have four Camden, five Gabe, six Ben, seven Big R, eight Bowie, nine Zach, and ten Daniel. Um, I think the biggest movers between us two is I have Ben at six. Uh, I think you're going to see like second year breakouts out of Jamar Chase, CD Lamb. He had it. I'm sorry. I said Jamar Chase. I meant Justin Jefferson. Um, Justin Jefferson and cd lamb and then he added jamar chase who looked really good in week one i just think when you have receivers like that similar to my team like even though i don't have the running backs like your ceiling is so much higher with receivers that i think he can pull off some upsets um there and then big r i think where did you have him did you have him five or six six. Oh, six. i had him at seven so um i do think his roster got a lot better uh i just operate under the I've seen him in like three different fantasy leagues now, and he's gotten last every time just because he's kind of given up on his team, not doing well. <laughs> so I could, pre- I could see that happening again. Um, and then Zach and Daniel, I have at the end. I think both of us are similar on Zach's team. Uh, he tried to get younger. We'll see if it pays off, but it's not going to pay off this year. And then Daniel, I just, I think I've hated every single one of his trades if I'm going to be honest in this league, like I I think he has lost value in every single trade. And eventually like that just catches up with you. Um, Mm -hmm. So even though maybe like short term, he got better with Patrick Mahomes. I think he lost his depth with the number one pick and could have had Najee Harris. What were you going to say? I I guess that makes sense. So you still feel like he lost value when he traded away Raheem Mostert and Derrick Henry and received Allen Robinson jonathan taylor and a 2021 first round pick you feel like he lost value in that trade i will say at the time at the time of the trade i did not like the trade he was never making that trade what i was saying when i was defending that trade to begin with was Mm -hmm. that this is a long-term move this is not a short-term move he wasn't going to win with raheem mostert and derrick henry right now so that's why i think that that move made sense and we'll talk about uh patrick mahomes later but let's say he didn't make the move his next best quarterback was Tua, and mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes just doubled him, and he won the league. He won the week because of it. Like it's just sometimes, like it doesn't always matter how logically you think about things. Sometimes it just matters like who scores the most points. You know, I, I don't know. I would logically want to win a trade. I would think. Right, right, but I'm saying even by ADP standards, it was nine nine points different between Najee Harris and Pat Mahomes at the time, and it's because of weeks like this where Pat Mahomes just goes out three thirty seven and four touchdowns, like he fell asleep and, and yeah. That, you know? Obviously, now we have the week one to look at, but 
we, we don't have to get into this right now. I, I have hated it. every single one of his trades. I have no idea what his plan is. Um, and that's why I have him last. More than likely, he'll he'll end. I mean, he I will end a little bit better. I have him at eight, but yeah, I'm just saying somewhere eight to ten. There there are some trades that he's made that I am actually a fan of. There's some that he's been really dumb about, like he gave away Leonard Fournette for free last year and random stuff like that. But I yeah, but it hasn't. All we'll been see. Bad. We'll see. We'll see. Um, like I said last year, I did I put Garrett in that spot because I just didn't like the guy. It had nothing to do with this I team. So. This year, it's, I've been more harping on like seeing how everybody manages their teams. That's why I dropped Big R a little bit. Um, that's why I definitely you, dropped Daniel. You, uh, so now you met Garrett and you're scared of him, so you got to bump him up. <laughs> <laughs> he is much bigger in person than I thought. Um, for what it's worth, Camden put his ranking in our sleeper. I think he was the only one. Um, oh no, it was acted too. So I'll read his out. But Camden had uh, Garrett number one, Conley two, himself three. Big R. Everyone puts themselves three. I know. That's so funny. It, it, I feel like it's one of those spots where it's, it's like, like you're confident, but you don't want to be right, like that guy. Right. It's like this like uh, false humility. Yeah. Kind of like I want to be one, but like I'll just put myself at three. You know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, to be fair, I feel like all three of us have a chance to be three. Actually. True. True. Um, he has four Big R, five Gabe, six Bowie, seven Cam, me, eight Ben, nine Daniel, ten Zach. Zach has uh, number one Conley, two Big R. Wow, that's a big jump. That is. I like it. Three Garrett, four Scam, five Gabe, six Scamden, seven himself, eight. So he's even lower on himself too. Yeah, understandably. I think he said he's not competing for another three years. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, Eight Ben, nine Daniel, ten Bowie, and let's see. I think that's it. So, for what it's worth, there's everybody's yeah, rankings no, like who put that. it in there. I like that. Let, let us know your thoughts in the uh, sleeper chat when you listen to this, because I'm sure that uh, there'll be some heated topics for debate. Yeah, we'll see. The people who listen to the podcast are the, probably the same ones who actually said we'll, something. So we'll set up a we'll set up a boxing ring for whoever <laughs> disagrees the most. All right, perfect. Um, okay, let's move on oh. here to some news and notes. Um, I was gonna say you can fight in the new current Gen 2K Gatorade facility <laughs> boxing ring. Wait, 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 can you actually fight? No, no. Dang no. it, bro. I wish, bro. They just put it in there for no reason. I would switch to new gen just for that. Uh, hey, hey, Bowie, Bowie, hook me up with a PS5, would you, for for cheap, please? <laughs> um, getting into our news and notes, um, I kind of want to skip over the off season injuries and news. We kind of recap those in the sleeper um app like people we were posting them in there people were commenting so let's kind of really focus specifically on week one um and unfortunately as every year every week we got to focus on some of these injuries um three really big injuries I, i say really big three decently big injuries uh that we need to go over i will say in comparison to last year when we lost like five running backs in week one including saquon barkley for the year like that was brutal um but this year the three that i want to go over are ryan fitzpatrick uh with that hip injury looks like he's going to be out for an extended period of time if he comes back at all um raheem mostert did undergo season ending surgery today Uh, i believe he posted it himself um, and then Jerry Judy was 
Uh, he exited his game with what looked like it could have been a snapped ankle. Um, luckily, at this point, they're just calling it a high ankle sprain. Um, but I would imagine that that's going to be like a five to six week injury at minimum. We'll see yep. what we'll see if we get more of a timetable here in the next couple of days. Um, but what are your thoughts on like those three injuries? Yeah, uh, for the Washington football team, I mean, it sucks for Ryan Fitzpatrick, but now you've got Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen behind him. So, I mean, it, it definitely hurts McLaurin, who I believe is on your team, and a, a bunch of those guys on that team. But it just, I don't know. I, I'm, like, I feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick gets uh, the short end of the stick a lot. He's 37. This, this is not looking great for... Uh, like the rest of his career, but Taylor Heineke balled out in the uh, playoff game. Yeah, that he we did. Last saw him in, so who knows? How Maybe, do you think? Uh, how do you think this is going to affect Antonio Gibson? Well, that's a good question. Um, like just bringing in a quarterback anything, that can rush a little bit more. Yeah, I feel like if anything, it it is not better, but they'll have to lean into him more. And yeah. if they do have to respect Taylor Heineke his legs a little bit more at least it'll keep uh like a defensive end honest or like like it should give you more space you saw yesterday in the ravens game versus the raiders Mm -hmm. like nobody nobody can tackle tyson williams or latavius murray and be worried about lamar jackson at the same time like they have to pick one and so it led to rushing touchdowns by both of those guys and like having a rushing threat a lot of times, I feel like just opens up the defense. Sure, they might mooch a, a goal line carry or mm-hmm. a, a co- like a like a long run, but I think in the long run, it can only help. That's why I'm excited for Miles Sanders. Not to completely hijack the point, but <laughs> Miles Sanders with he Jalen Hurts, I'm a good. lot more excited for than Miles Sanders with Poopy Carson Wentz. Well, and so that's kind of why I was asking because you know, the appeal with Antonio Gibson, especially coming into this year, was his ceiling was going to be raised because he was going to be more of a three-down back. Like, he was going to see more action out of the out, uh, out of the backfield in, in the passing game, you know? And so, like you talked about with Jalen Hurts, like, even though Jalen Hurts is a scrambler, he can run the ball, it still led to Miles Sanders being involved in the passing game, at least, like, early on. But then you look at an example like Taysom Hill, where when he plays... Alvin Kamara is his ceiling gets completely demolished, right? Like he loses all of those short short targets because Taysom Hill would just much rather just take off with the ball. So I wonder I wonder what Heineke's play style is going to lend itself to. Like is is Antonio Gibson still going to have that ceiling of a three down back, of a workhorse, of getting the ball a lot out of the backfield, or is that going to like really snipe his ceiling a little bit? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm just more worried that the team might just be bad on offense yeah, and they'll yeah. just a lot. So I, that just that caps a lot of ceilings. R.I.P. Terry McLaurin, bro. Like I was so yeah. excited for Ryan Fitzpatrick to just I do know, his just thing. Bomb him from touchdowns. He's a contested catch god. I know. I mean, man. he also gets open well, but like <laughs> it would have been nice to see him come down with some crazy catches. But dang it, I, I mean, he's still got a shot. It's not like yeah, yeah. Like the team doesn't play on Sundays. Still, it's just <laughs> a different style of quarterbacking. Very true. Raheem Mostert, let's get into this one just a little bit. Um, I mean, it's the 49ers offense, so I don't think it's going to change their offense much. Uh, Kyle Shanahan seems to have that thing just absolutely rolling. But obviously, it's super unfortunate for 
won the player after just two carries um, exiting for the remainder of the season. And also Conley, like that was a little bit more running back depth that, that he had. Not that he, not that he needs him. <laughs> I think he was right. like his fifth or sixth running back, you know, but it hurts yeah. like every little bit hurts. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, there's, there's, they've got some depth behind most Wilson's eventually coming back, which would help Camden out and uh, Trey Sermon, the rookie, I uh, believe is on Garrett's team and Jamichael Hasty. I mean, field time last year a little bit. Elijah Mitchell is going to be the interesting one. Uh, we'll have to see. He's the fastest of them all. And so if Kyle Shanahan is his obsession with speed continues, who knows? Maybe he wins uh, a little bit more playing time that way. But yeah, we'll see. It'll be something to watch. It's not like they're going to give up on the running game because their running backs get injured. They they have like an endless list of. Uh, of running backs i'm pretty sure they're working out carry on johnson on the practice squad right now like they, they they're going to go all the way back to as far as they can to sign enough running backs to continue running the kyle shanahan offense yeah absolutely 49ers running and injuries that's what they do that is 100 percent their uh, their mo and then who was the third one jerry judy so he's oh, on yeah. he's on zach's roster um but it's so unfortunate, man. I know the fantasy community was uh, really projecting a second-year breakout for him, and he was great. Like, before he got injured, he was great in that game, man. It's a, just unfortunate for him, and those high ankle sprains, um, it, it always seems to, if you beat the timeline, it doesn't actually help you because uh, yeah. it just kind of lingers. If you meet the timeline, it just... I don't know. Like ankle sprains are really weeks. Yeah, exactly. So I haven't seen any news yet for how long he'll be out. But yeah, I think six to eight is probably a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, Um, I mean it's it's good that it didn't end his season just so he could still finish strong and and like I don't know. You want to see players play as many games as they can, obviously healthy. And so, like I I don't think that uh, like he's too disappointed in what could have been. But I do think that um, players like Tim Patrick, AJ Hamler, Cortland Sutton, even Noah Fant, they're all going to see a bump, and uh, we'll see if Teddy Bridgewater can get him the ball. Well, that'll be it for kind of our injuries. Was there any big, like, news things that you wanted to get into, um, or are we ready to move on here? Texans 1-0, baby. (laughs) That is big news. <laughs> Texans, Texans, best team in the uh, in the division. Lord have mercy. Oh gosh. Okay, let's go ahead and move on. We don't need to spend too much time. Jaguars. Holy, holy. Dude, I I was reading reports. Urban Meyer might take this USC job and just get out of there right now after one game. He, he should honestly. Everyone, every yeah, like that would be good for I think everyone. Just oh. to not have to watch 17 games of this Urban Meyer experiment. It's going to be bad, man. It's going to be it's really bad. It's going to be horrible. All right, going on, Trevor Lawrence. going on to our next section here. We're going to do uh, what I was teasing at the beginning of a top five um, for each of our categories. Or, I'm sorry, each of our positions. Kind of kind of took this idea. I know a lot of people do this, but I we did an NBA podcast with Zach. Um, and it was really neat that he he would tell he would tell us who the leader was for each category um, when it came to the NBA. So like three pointers made and 
blocks on the week and all this stuff, right? Or highest percentages. <clears throat> um, and it was really neat because it kind of just gave you a perspective of more along like the NBA lines. And I'm hoping this will do the same thing for like the NFL. So it'll help us mix in fantasy and NFL content. Um, I like it. So Gabe, each week I'm going to task you with not checking the rankings on sleeper so sleeper offers like a rankings tab where you can check the top five oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. each of the positions um mm-hmm. i didn't tell you for this week so if you cheated it's fine but yeah i was i had it open okay <laughs> okay no no no. i haven't looked at them all but i was on qbs already this... out of curiosity real quick yeah is this going to be like every week the top five players or seasonally the top five players or like by game so i was gonna do it i was gonna do it like for that week so like week one stats these were the top five people week two stats these were the top five people crazy interesting because honestly (laughs) it like it varies so much yeah Yeah. (laughs) and i'm gonna quiz you so this will be kind of our test week but you're gonna go through the ringer uh each and every week we'll count we'll tally up how many you can get right in each position um and then we'll kind of give an overall percentage at the at the end of it all right okay sounds good sounds good so starting with we're gonna do the overall category so all positions across the league how this gets interesting with our league is we have idps and so sometimes you have an idp that'll pop off oh my god right and so once we get when we're doing the overall uh positions i'll tell you the five positions that are there okay and then you have to guess now if you guess, you don't have to tell me what number they're in. Just if they're in the top five, it counts. Okay. Okay. And I'll tell you what number they are. So Sounds good. for th- this, for week one, we have a, an IDP. Nice. A wide receiver, a nice. wide receiver, a quarterback, nice. and a quarterback. So two quarterbacks, two receivers, and an IDP. Mm-hmm. I can dig it. You get so five you guesses. Get all right. Well, I already looked at the quarterbacks, and so I know that Patrick Mahomes was the top, and then I know that. Oh wait, who was it? Was it Dak or Jalen Hurts or was it either of those guys? You get you get five total guesses. So you tell me what. Okay, your first guess is Patrick Mahomes. So first guess is Pat Mahomes. He's okay, ding ding there. ding. That's IDP number is, five. Uh, Five sacky boy Chandler Jones. There you go, ding ding ding, number one. Um, With fifty points sitting <laughs> yeah, in our waivers, by the way. That's absurd. <laughs> I mean, it's so hard to start a defense. It is. Man it if is. You have, uh, like IDP flex spots because they just don't do as much. You can run away from them. Yeah. If you're an offensive uh, like team, but, but okay. So um, you're two for receiver, two gotta be tyreek hill ding 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 number three so you're missing Uh, number two and number four and then i don't know what the quarterback is my two uh two quarterbacks that come to mind are like jalen hurts and Tua, not Tua. jalen hurts and dak i mean and then receiver was it debo did debo get up there debo had a lot of points for me uh debo no did not make it for he was number 11 on the week 11 and oh that's close i mean for hey i'll tell you he won me a week (laughs) i'm out of guesses you get one more guess you're three for four 
and you're missing, missing you're missing like, a uh, receiver and a quarterback i have no idea who could it be i give up <laughs> okay so actually both of your qbs you were talking about were wrong uh Rats. the n- number four overall was kyler murray oh how do i forget kyler murray big bala uh and then wide receiver was amari cooper and he oh, actually man. outpaced tyreek hill he had 32.4 fantasy points so he wasn't really fresh at the brain huh that still counts as a week one so sorry cowboys people <laughs> all right moving on to our quarterbacks here uh you already have the top two so you don't get credit for those uh kyler murray number one patrick mahomes number two and then you have three guesses to get the next three uh Dak and jalen hurts gotta be out there somewhere okay jalen hurts number five okay Dak's not even on there Dak number seven I thought Dak had like 400 yards. Who scored a bunch of touchdowns? Brady, Brady, Brady. Brady number four. Okay, so you went two for three. The one you were missing, Jameis Winston. Uh, Mr. 148 passing yards, but five passing touchdowns. What a life. What a life to live. All right, moving on to running backs. You, uh, all five running backs are open for guesses because none of them are in the top five overall. All right, CMC's one. Because I heard that on a podcast. Uh, hold, up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was making sure I, was, I didn't mess something up on the quarterbacks, but we're good. Okay, Christian McCaffrey, one, correct. Uh, Joe Mixon's got to be up there somewhere. Joe Mixon, number two. Nice. Um, I don't remember Antonio Gibson's stat line, but I know he out-targeted McKissick like 12 to 1. Is that a guess? Yeah, McKissick. No, not McKissick. Gibson. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Both of them would have been wrong. Uh, wow. Antonio Gibson was low, probably. He didn't score a touchdown. I don't he know why. He was very just low. Give you a good touchdown. I'm at 35, and I've oh, he is number 35. Okay. So terrible guess there, Gabe. That was a terrible McKissick guess. may have been a better guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who caught a bunch of passes from running back? Who scored a bunch of touchdowns? Oh, Derrick Henry didn't do anything. Aaron Jones didn't do anything. Saquon Barkley didn't do anything. Um, I'm so glad you're the one guessing and not me. I'd be so terrible at this. Nick Chubb is on my team. I don't think he did enough. No. Nick Chubb, number five. What? Oh, there you my go. gosh. Oh, this is bad now. And then you got one more guess. You've gotten three. I'm like, impressed. Oh, is Kamara on there? Kamara is not on there. Kamara was number nine. I don't even remember his stat line, but I figured it was probably good. 83 rush yards, uh, eight receiving yards. <laughs> That's tough. Which one did I forget? Uh, we got one more. You got one more guess. Hmm. Oh, wait. You said Kamara. You're three for Yeah, I have, I have no clue. JK. It was both of the Lions running backs, DeAndre what? Swift and Jamal Williams. Yeah, you could have given me 46 guesses. I wouldn't have gone there. <laughs> No, I knew DeAndre Swift was big balling. I did not know Jamal Williams was – he actually outpaced DeAndre Swift. I knew they had they both had, like, a ton of targets because Jared Goff doesn't pass to anybody except the running backs and the tight end. Or the, yeah, because <laughs> look who he's passing to. Look at his receivers. Uh, I wouldn't pass to anyone else. That was there. in our sleeper. We were like, we were like, 
Wait, who are the Lions receivers? Yeah, Wait a second. Too. All right. Tyrell Williams, who I mean, I like Tyrell Williams. He had like a stretch where he scored in like ten straight NFL games like three years ago, and I had him on my fantasy team, so I was like, hey, this guy's kind of good. But yeah. since that moment, he's always gotten hurt. Is a problem. It's uh, yeah, it's just injury after injury, and he doesn't look nearly like the player he used to. So I'm not that hopeful. All right, well, Gabe, so far you've gotten three for five overall on all on okay. the overall positions. You got two for bad. three, two for three on the QBs, and you went three for five on running backs. So well, I can't I can't possibly miss two of the wide receivers because they were in the top five. So. No, 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 that doesn't but count. Tyreek and Amari Cooper. All right, so you have the top two already given to you: Amari Cooper and Tyreek Hill. You have three uh-huh. guesses to get the next three players. Debo has got to be up there. Debo, number three. Ding, ding, ding. Who got Adam Thielen? Is he up there? Adam Thielen, number four. Ding, ding, ding. Can he go three for three? I'm so good. I'm so good. Who else scored a touchdown? Long touchdown. Any long touchdown boys that I can think of off the top of my head? No, I can't. I can't think of any. So maybe some just machines. Devontae Adams, bad week. Tyreek Hill, we already went with. Uh, Diggs got shut down by the Steelers. How many more do I have? One. One, and it's I number get five. Stuck on the last one, and I have no clue who this could be. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks look good for the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is not Brandon Cooks. And where was he? He, he was twenty-three, maybe. <laughs> twenty-three. It was Corey Davis of the New York oh, Jets. That's another one that I would not have gotten. If you're on the Lions or the Jets, I don't really pay attention to you. I do <laughs> I, apologize. I will Maybe say, if you got a little better, I would pay attention to you. I will say right behind him was DeAndre Hopkins, like literally point oh, two that was fantasy easy. That points. That was an easy one that I missed. That I just I would have missed it, but I, I should have at least guessed DeAndre Hopkins. And then Tyler Lockett was right in there as well. Ah, he had two touchdowns too. So, all right, moving on to tight ends. Uh, none of them were in the top five, so you have yeah. five guesses. Uh, Kelsey Waller, gotta hey. be up there somewhere. Uh, Kelsey number two, Darren Waller number four. Who's number one? Tight end, tight end, tight end. Juwan Johnson. Juwan Johnson number five. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> who else even scores? So you're missing number one and number three. I don't remember who even scores a tight end. Uh... Oh, Hawkinson. Gotta be up there. Hawkinson, number three. Gabe, oh you gosh, are missing the missing number the one tight end. <laughs> You're missing the number one tight end on the week. Uh, I'm just thinking. To ADP, go five for five. It wasn't, it wasn't Pitts. It wasn't Kittle. Come on. You, wasn't can, you can do it, Gabe. Who got drafted after Goddard? Not Gesicki, Fant. Oh, who could it be? The number I, one I'm tight lost, end of the bro, week. I'm lost. I have no idea. Just think, just think. What mistake did you make earlier that you don't want to make? Andrews either. This oh, time. Lions. Lions or the Jets. Lions or the Jets. So we already said Lions. Jets tight end. Not exactly where I was end? going with that, but <laughs> think through. Think, think, think. You got ten seconds. Oh no! Now I'm just thinking like, oh. Ding 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 <laughs> ding ding <laughs> baby. <laughs> a, a very helped five for five it tied in on a, 
No, I mean those. You got four of the of the bottom five. You, you want to know how I did it though? I was running through a U.S. map, thinking of all the football teams, <laughs> and then I got to Dallas, and I was like, "Who's Dallas play this week?" And then I remembered that Gronk had a ginormous week. I have no idea how your mind works, but whatever gets you there, whatever gets you there. All right, and then final category. I don't anticipate this one going very well. IDPs? Top five IDPs. Chandler Jones is the only one that even remotely I would could get. <laughs> okay. I don't even know like what stats are logged by this. <laughs> I'm just going to run through them. There's no yeah. chance you're getting these. Yeah. We'll probably just remove this category moving forward. Um, but Chandler, all five were on waivers. Just, oh my. <laughs> just so That's we're aware. Yeah, like for um chandler jones number one shaq thompson number two he had 31 fantasy points justin hollins number three plays for the rams max okay. crosby the defensive lineman for the raiders oh he played really well yesterday. yeah he was all over the camera he was. um and then logan ryan for the giants <clears throat> rounded out your top five he's a db gotcha Rounded out your top five. So let's see. Overall, Gabe, five, 10, 15, doing quick math in my head, 21, uh, uh, five, 10. You got 15 out of 21. That's not bad. That's I'll, I'll live with that. That's pretty good. It's going to get harder as uh, I probably get busier. I was locked to NFL Red Zone <laughs> this Sunday. Let me tell you. It was seven hours of commercial free football, and I was locked. Oh, my gosh. When that came on red zone for the first time he's like for the first time in 128 days straight tears yeah yeah exactly it was great that guy's awesome man i don't know what his name is but he's fantastic speaking of which little i was gonna say go ahead okay i was just gonna say that i tell reina that it's the uh the 13th season of my favorite tv show back (laughs) on tv i'm excited you still will never catch the simpsons i don't think but uh gave you passed so 15 out of 21 gave you a 71.4 that's impressive we'll take it congratulations man hey did you while we're transitioning did you get a chance to watch the peyton manning and eli manning stream oh i should have i thought about putting it on yesterday but i just went with the base espn and then i've seen highlights and little things and it looked amazing so peyton manning is absolutely hilarious man i i turned it on for just a little bit not too much because i was i was with addy and she didn't want to hear all that which i tried to tell her i was like this is the most entertainment you'll get out of a football game right here but 100 percent the nickelodeon game last year but i mean dude he's hilarious and then eli and peyton they just they got like chemistry yes well the chemistry was it was okay like eli definitely needs to get better at it but just like how they perceive the game as quarterbacks is just oh, unbelievable. Oh, like it's just like unbelievable the, content. It was cerebral. Yeah. Um, just entertaining. Yeah, exactly. Like it was informational. You felt like you were learning things. That's um, really cool, actually. And then Peyton like just provides the comedy. And then they had NFL players on there. So I think they had Russell Wilson, Travis Kelsey, and I'm missing one more. But it, that was really cool too. So. Like- live yeah live or are they pre-recorded no no no. they're live like they're talking to him during the game so like they asked one question to travis kelsey they were like they're like do you guys even run routes down there in kansas city because like (laughs) it really just looks like Mahomes just be throwing it up and he said travis kelsey started laughing and he was just like we call it controlled chaos um literally he's like it is very similar to the playground except and i thought this part was cool he was like except i know when what i do affects another route 
So he's like, so I have a lot of free yeah. reign to do what I do, sense. what I want to do, except I, I have to know everybody else's route or like generally where they're going to be because I can't cross over in front of them and affect their route. I was like, oh, yeah. that's actually kind of cool. Like that's a cool that concept of a route tree and all that. No, stuff, I definitely so. agree. I definitely agree. It was uh, it was very entertaining to say the least. If you guys get a chance to watch it, um, I highly encourage it. Apparently, somebody's fire alarm started going off. I don't know if it was Eli and or Peyton's, but they just like rolled with it through a fire alarm. So uh, I thought that was hilarious. Um, but yeah, there's there's the little promo. I need I need this to get sponsored so I can start running some commercials. True. <laughs> sponsored by ESPN two that's uh we're shooting high to begin with we're not even uh <laughs> i straight to ESPN. i actually wanted us to get like some sort of rogaine commercial and just like nice. put a picture of big r on there <laughs> nice. or uh you know something crazy like that i thought that'd be no funny. respect that's funny <laughs> all right gabe let's move on here let's take a look back at this last week's matchups as you mentioned earlier i think at the beginning of the pod we had some head scratchers we had some uh some upsets, some things that were not p- predicted, um, and it was exciting. It was exciting for a week one. I think, uh, I think if it goes chalk like we think it's gonna go, it can make for a very boring season that's coming up, and that's True. very much not how our week one went. Um, so I'm sure you have some in-depth analysis for us, maybe or maybe not. Yeah, okay. Um. Let's start. Where do you want to start, Gabe? Wherever. Throw okay. me in a matchup, and I'll I'll dig into it. All right. I want to start with mine. I'm excited about mine. All it was right, it was me versus Conley. Everybody counted me out. I counted myself <laughs> out. I thought I had absolutely no chance. And little do you know, I took the dub. 157.1 to Conley's 133.48. My team performed mighty well. I will say, even with some meh performances from like a Josh Allen or a Devontae Adams. Uh, I was sure. definitely buoyed by uh, the goal Tyreek Hill and Hawkinson leading the charge for my team. Uh, Conley had some meh performances from quite a few of his players. Uh, also lost Raheem Mostert early on, which really hurt. Um, but yeah, man, I was excited about this matchup. Feel good. I would. I love that this is how my season started. Uh, yeah. I got to carry this momentum over. 100%. 100%. So getting into the the beaten potatoes of the matchup, like you said, Tyreek Hill kicked off his 2021 season with a casual 11 catches for 197 yards and a touchdown. And uh, it's kind of like what you were talking about. His touchdown came on like this broken play, scrambling rollout where Mahomes threw it kind of back shoulder and Tyreek had to readjust. It's like it's just a play that the Chiefs run and then Tyreek has so much speed that he then took the ball into the end zone. He kind of broke his uh, momentum off and then cut it back to the left and, and just scored. And they do that so often. And Mahomes and, and Hill and, and Kelsey are all so good at it that like it's it's hard to even be surprised anymore. Um, TJ Hawkinson, he didn't take long kicking off his third-year breakout campaign. Let's go. Grabbed eight passes for 97 yards and a touchdown on Sunday. Um, I think the question for him going forward is, can the best receiver on a bad team maintain his ceiling week to week? And I mean, the answer is probably yes, but as soon as like teams start keying in on, okay, there's no real reason to 
not bracket with the safety over top of the tight end rather than bracket a, a no-name receiver. Um, it's going to be interesting because he'll see some different looks. He'll probably get bumped at the line a little bit more by the defensive line. And uh, I don't know. We'll have to see what this Dan Campbell offense has to offer. Uh, I think the running backs and the tight ends are still going to be heavily targeted by the Lions, especially because they'll be losing a lot. And I don't think those wide receivers are winning a ton of one-on-one with the corners in the NFL. But, yeah, we'll have to see um, TJ Hawkinson going forward. But I'm sure he'll be he'll be nasty in this third year. Um, and I, I also wanted to bring to light Tyson Williams. Uh, just going from undrafted to NFL starter to scoring on fourth and one in a primetime game from 35 yards out, like, there's no recipe for how to get on an NFL field, but once you get there, like Tom Brady has has said many times, like you have to take advantage of the moment and uh, like never never forget to seize it. And I think he did. I think he he looked great. You love to see that. Outlook's probably a light version of J.K. Dobbins his role as long as it continues uh, to produce. Which you had J.K. Dobbins, so I think that the the fact that you were able to get Tyson. Um, kind of patches that heartbreak a little bit more um, as long as that role is still there for him and, and uh, Latavius Murray and some of the other running backs that they have don't really uh, take that from him. You uh, you quoting Tom Brady's um, leadership quote or whatever it was reminded me of, uh, did you see the Jameis Winston post-interview? <laughs> yeah, he said... Uh, <laughs> He said, "Like uh, he said, what did my trainer tell me? What am I trying to say? Uh, oh yeah, be, be prepared. Then my coach told me just be we got to go out there execute or something like very yeah. simple. It was like two words, like go execute. Yeah, yeah, like go be prepared or something. Yeah. It was so fun. you talking about Tom Brady's advice just, or whatever? Like, That's so I didn't funny. Remember the exact quote, and then I was like, I think I got a paraphrase here, but then I was like, I don't even remember the paraphrase, and then yeah. I just like, nah, you definitely pulled a Jameis. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, sometimes you gotta you gotta paraphrase the paraphrase, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry for but, go uh, ahead. No, no, no. That's funny. Um, with Conley's team, uh, yeah, it is it is unfortunate with Raheem Mostert. I, I just put a little sad face. There's not much we can get into there. Um, he's a special player. I think the the 49ers were excited for his season, and uh, it got cut short, unfortunately, after just two carries. Um, but I was going to say for Connolly, the big thing that sticks out to me, he was obviously screwed by the Titans' offense here. Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry both had dud games, but... Like, I like the Titans as a team, and I don't think they'll be nearly as bad as they were on Sunday, but fantasy football, at the end of the day, it's a game of weighing possible outcomes. And if I'm Connolly now, I'm, I'm kind of nervous digging in to the possibility that the absence of Arthur Smith, who went to go coach the Falcons now, and the regression of key players due to age, like Taylor Lewan is 30 now, the left tackle, he got dominated. Julio Jones is in his 30s. He didn't look that great. And even Derrick Henry, he's on his second contract, and eventually Juice kind of just runs out. And so I don't think that that possibility was something that people were really weighing before the season. But after week one, I think that those doubts and the the nervousness kind of starts to creep in. And like I said, I don't think that's highly likely, but just balancing that possibility and weighing those possible outcomes is part of being a successful fantasy manager. And so... We'll have to see um, how he reacts going forward with all of that uh, Titans uh, hullabaloo. Hullabaloo. Um, Anything else here before we move on? I think that's a good way to kick it off. Next matchup here, we have Daniel versus Camden. 
Um, and I'm not going to lie to you, when I saw this matchup, I thought this was going to be a smashing, like even more so than what I had thought for myself um, mm-hmm. against Conley. And really, I had bigger expectations for Saquon. I know they came out um, they came out before, like I think right before the game, and they were like, hey, temper expectations, we're not going to give him a full load. I don't know where I read that, but I think I read that before the game. Um, and it just showed, like it, it showed so much, uh, was kind of, <clears throat> kind of a indicator of how Camden's team was going to perform on the week. Uh, so he still had decent performances from Chris Godwin. Um, A.J. Brown scored, of course, that hill forever haunts you, Gabe. Um, and then Brandon Cooks. and But then really had mad performances from, or bad performances from both Saquon Barkley and Aaron Jones, uh, his starting yeah. running backs. Um, and then yeah. Daniel. Daniel just gets in there and just sneaks a win. Um, his players performed decently well. Um, he had a big, big performance from DeAndre Hopkins. Big performance from Patrick Mahomes, which, like you mentioned, pretty much won him the week. Um, and then his IDPs really buoyed him because the rest of the roster was pretty. It was okay. They were they were all right. So yeah. What's the in depth analysis here, Gabe? Um, out of curiosity, this has nothing to do with the matchup. Do you have DeAndre Swift in any sleeper league? Not in any or sleeper. any fantasy football league. I do have him in another fantasy league. Yes. Okay. Did you get that sleeper notification right before the game that said like Jamal Williams is taking the lead? Like DeAndre Swift is uh, like not gonna be a full workhorse. He's still kind of recovering. Blah blah blah. Did you get that sleeper notification? I I did not. But I don't get sleeper notifications for DeAndre Swift because the league I have him in is Yahoo. Oh, okay. So it just I it was like one it. of those like blanket alerts and I was like, shoot, I guess I gotta take DeAndre Swift out of my out of my lineup. And <laughs> it just like it, it full sabotaged me. I was wondering if anyone else had to deal with that because I was like, What the heck, sleeper? I played Marquez Callaway over DeAndre Swift in the flex in one league and I I was like, Wait, I just lost that on nineteen <laughs> possible points. What's going on here? <laughs> Screwed, what does that have but... to do with this match? So, so you mentioned um, Saquon. What did you even Saquon? Injury, yeah, the early news. Of... Early news that yeah, he might yeah, not get the full workload. Something like that. Yeah, I think, you, <laughs> okay. I think early news, and I remember the sleeper out. But <laughs> okay. I'm sure someone out there, if y'all are in multiple leagues, it happened. They had that for somebody. <laughs> but yeah, uh, analysis analysis of this. Uh, of this matchup, I, this is where I, I came up with that analogy. I said this win for Daniel in NFL terms would be like the Jaguars kicking off the 2021 season by beating the Buccaneers. So, Daniel, you're at least a better fantasy manager than Urban Meyer is NFL coach. So, congratulations. High you're, bar. You're High bar there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did want to say this game is a perfect example of why I'm okay with Daniel trading his first-round pick for Patrick Mahomes. Tua, Daniel's other option at quarterback, he had a fine game. You know, he had 200 yards passing, two passing touchdowns. Or no, it was one passing, one rushing touchdown. That's a fine game for a quarterback. But Patrick Mahomes more than doubled his fantasy points this week. It it won him the week, like you said. Um, DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt finding success for the Cardinals. Honestly, it just makes me happy. It brings me joy. Um, Also, DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver on the planet besides maybe Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he's um, he's elite, and they do two very different things as receivers. So, so. good, so good. 
And then I did want to bring to like Mike, Mike Williams. He had eight catches, 12 targets, 82 yards, and a touchdown on Sunday. Um, there was an article published this summer on NFL.com talking about how uh, the Chargers offensive coordinator, uh, Joe Lombardi, he, he planned to heavily borrow from the New Orleans offense uh, that he was the quarterback's coach in. And Mike Williams and Michael Thomas, they both played the X receiver in that offense. And so obviously this would be, this would be extremely, it, it would bode extremely well for 26-year-old Mike Williams. But how true that narrative is, is going to be fun to, to keep up with throughout the season. I think that Mike Williams will be better this season than he has been in a long time if he stays healthy. Uh, I think that um, the Joe Lombardi offense favors him a little bit more. He won't just be like a, a fade route contested catch god. He still had a ton of contested catches, but um, I think he'll run a little bit more finesse routes, and I think that Justin Herbert will take a step up and, and relieve some of the load from Keenan Allen. Um, Austin Eckler will probably, not probably, definitely be more involved in the passing game, but um, I think Mike Williams could be interesting. I'm excited for his outlook this season on Daniel's team because like, his flex spot was so, so, so bad last season. So having at least one person that he can at least consistently make a start-sit decision there, um, it will be good. And, I mean, the double double Indianapolis running back strategy really caps your ceiling, but it at least works for now. I think overall, Himes is, Naheem Hines is at least a flex play, and JT is someone that you drafted with first or second round pick so you're going to start him and so um if that continues daniel could daniel could make a a run for his money or a run for our money i guess much um, much Cam like team. uh much like mike williams injury history it's not a matter of if but when for daniel's team collapsing oh we'll see we'll see <laughs> i i'm hopeful for players like mike williams and Debo samuel and some of these like injury prone quote-unquote players like i hope they just turn the page like frank gore and just decide that they're not injury prone anymore or chris paul you know get on a plant-based diet and just forget <laughs> how to get hurt i don't know how that works for nfl players but either we'll see um yeah for camden's team both saquon and aaron jones scored a whopping 3.2 points each this week this meant that they were outscored by the likes of uh salvan ahmed the third string running back for the dolphins and the fullback for the Raiders, Alvik Ingold. Um, yeah, you would have been better off starting both of those guys than Saquon and Aaron Jones. Hate to see it, Camden. Um, running back depth, I think, is looking rough for him. And so I, I think that he might not have the luxury of being able to bench Saquon until he's back at full strength. I know I'm looking at uh, Saquon in a couple of leagues myself. And in some of those, I have enough depth to put him on the bench and just wait until he becomes full super sane Saquon again. But in others, I'm like, okay, it's Saquon or like, like Devin Singletary or something <laughs> like it's, it's, that's not a decision that's Saquon every time, even if he's limited because the other guy has a ceiling of, of eight points, you know? Yeah. And, and I, so I think what's really killing his depth is not being able to make a decision on the Tampa Bay offense. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say he'll probably Rough. be staring down Saquon versus Tampa backfield coin flip is what I called it for the next month until yeah. at least Saquon gets healthy. So, Sorry, I stole your thunder. No, 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 no. That's exactly right. You saw it the same way I did, which uh, is only confirmation that uh, it's probably going to come true. <laughs> 
Uh, Aaron Jones, I'm not worried about at all. I would just delete this Packers game from memory. I don't think it's indicative of anything. This is probably what happens when you uh, don't practice, don't show up to training camp for a while, and then just try to hop up on an NFL field. And uh, I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll be fine. The Devonte Adams, Aaron Jones, and uh, Aaron Rodgers have all been playing together for long enough to know that a loss is just a loss, whether you lose 25-24 or 38-3. Um, and I was going to say, our first IDP worth mentioning, Zach Cunningham, he kind of underperformed as well for Camden. Uh, he only had six tackles, and that broke his 10-game double-digit scoring streak, which dated back to week six of last year. So Camden leaned into uh, some heavy IDP contribution as well on his kind of trek to victory last season. And so uh, we'll see if they carry the same load that they did last season moving on to our next matchup here we had gabe versus Bowie. Hey. and what's funny about this matchup gabe is i think if you polled the league every single person would have been rooting for you besides Bowie. Hey. so <laughs> you might need to change your name to the people's champ um <laughs> for taking Bowie out uh but no you 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 waxed Bowie. Uh, you yeah. put up 162 points, uh, which that was the top in our league, I believe. Was. Was. Yep. Top in our league, 162 points to Bowie's 142. You got great performances all across the board. You got to be feeling really good about your team. Um, what are your thoughts on your own team, and what are your thoughts on Bowie's lackluster performance? Yeah. Um, Debo Samuel, man. Nine passes, 12 targets, 189 yards, and a touchdown. That's 26.4 fantasy points. That is 40% of the total fantasy points he scored all of last season. So we knew he was capable of doing this. This is what I wanted when I drafted him in like the fifth round of the startup. This is when when we started it up, he was going into his second year. He had a great rookie season. And uh, we're finally here injury-free at least for a week. I'm going to bask in it while I can um travis kelsey picking up right where he left off last season six passes seven targets 76 yards two touchdowns you and i both have a piece of that beautiful tiny narrow tree that beautiful. is kelsey and hill for the pat mahomes uh, cannon arm and so i think that just getting a piece of that just it, it explodes one one slot in your fantasy lineup every week it's crazy it just injects it full of life every week and so um, I was going to say, with this performance, he now has the most receiving yards by a tight end in their first nine seasons in NFL history. This is uh, also impressive because he's only played one game in his ninth season, and he also only played one game in his first NFL season. So uh, he, he really got ahead of the curve there. But you know who he passed on Sunday for this record? Uh, Gronk? Nah, Jason Witten. Jason Witten, he had the most yards most receiving yards by a tight end in their first nine seasons in the NFL history. And so... How uh, many, hey, uh, not even trying Cowboys to be funny, play. how many years did Aaron Hernandez play? Oh, that's a good question. I Because no I feel clue. like he would have been on he some sort of pace though. like yeah. that. <laughs> Probably not long enough, because I think he... Unfortunately, yeah, he was he like 25 all that, or something. All that stuff happened when he was like in his mid-20s. So. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Never mind. But... um. Yeah, and then Matt Stafford. Man, I cannot tell you how excited I am to start Matthew Stafford and not have to instantly just subtract five or six points from his ceiling <laughs> because he's getting sacked. Like, 
this league made it so hard to start him every single week because he was just constantly getting sacked. Because, I mean, they're uh, like uh, quarterbacks get pressured all the time, right? And they have different ways of, of dealing with it. And like mm-hmm. the, the Philip Rivers and the, the Matt Staffords and the Aaron Rodgers, like Tom Brady's, they will, will take a short yardage sack. So they'll get sacked for three or four yards instead of trying to extend the play because they know that they're not that kind of athlete, whereas other other players were, uh, they'll try to extend it or, like, they'll get, if they do get sacked, it's like a 15-yard loss because they're dropping back, like, a million yards sprinting away from the defense. And so, anyways, all that to say, 321 yards against the Bears, three touchdowns, decent defense. Uh, Rams, Matthew Stafford, Ed Sean McVay, little mind meld, looked looked great. It looked amazing. I'm excited for him and, and Cooper Cup and anyone else in that offense who uh, Tyler Higby and probably Robert Woods more as an afterthought, I guess, after week one. But we'll see if he eventually um, moves back into that role of uh, like 1A, 1B. But I'm just so excited to have Matthew Stafford as a at least kind of back-end QB1 option because I have the weakest quarterback position in this league pretty much by far. And so if I can figure something out there, I think I'll be good to go in all the other slots for sure. Um, Bowie's team, we got Julio Jones only catching three passes for 29 yards in his Titans debut. Uh, he missed multiple weeks of training camp, and, and in training camp, you don't have to disclose why, but it was just it, it was called a lower leg injury. And uh, I don't think that he was injured still out there, but I do think missing multiple weeks at a new offense like it could just take time to to adjust um but that offense just it really stunk it was epitomized by Tannehill Tannehill was sacked six times we talked about Chandler Jones he sacked him five times by himself and that Arizona defensive line like Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt are like two of the most perennially double teamed linemen in the NFL and so having them both on the same offensive line or defensive line is gonna make it's it's gonna free one of them up on so many plays. I'm, I'm excited to see if JJ Watts still has a little bit of juice left. Like that Arizona defensive line could be a terror. They look like and it in so, week one. Yeah. And so I was also going to say Mark Andrews, he only had three catches, 20, 20 yards in Monday's game against the Raiders. Um, I think the surprising, the surprising thing here is that he was third in team targets behind Sammy Watkins and Marquise Brown. And I believe if Sammy Watkins can stay healthy, he's talented enough to eat into that already small passing volume the Ravens offense offers for fantasy, which I think it would make Mark Andrews a lot more touchdown dependent than, than Bowie might like. So, I am not um, worried about Mark Andrews in the slightest because really? we have seen this every year with Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins yeah. where he comes out in the first two or three weeks, he is incredible, and yeah. then you do not hear his name the rest of the year. Like, kid you not. The only difference here is that I believe that Sammy Watkins, fully healthy, is the most talented pass catcher on the Ravens. I think he was the third most talented pass catcher, fully healthy on the on the Chiefs. And so, could be, just, yeah, could be. It just is a lot. Like it's a little different here. Like he is good, and he's better than Marquise Brown. I think physically, like talent wise, and I think that he might even be better than Mark Andrews. So if he can stay healthy, it could get weird. But that's that's the only reason that I. And like, I mean, I have Mark Andrews in, in places. It wasn't like I'm nervous or trading him away or anything like selling low or anything, but it did just make me scratch my head a little bit and be like, what if this guy, like he actually can put it together. You know, he's a beast at Clemson. 
But uh, anyways, Clyde Edwards aware. Eight years ago in Clemson. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> true, true, true. Hey, you never forget, bro. I was a, <laughs> I was a beast in uh, high school basketball, bro. You could see me in the Rise League. <laughs> Daniel, tell us about Gabe's high school basketball experience. Bro, I, I didn't even. I played ninth grade. <laughs> um. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he had fine peripherals, 14 carries, three catches, 72 total yards from scrimmage. And uh, he just is he, – he got a poor luck of the draw the Chiefs did starting the year facing the Browns defense and the Ravens defense in back-to-back weeks. Um, not the Chiefs. The Chiefs will win both of those games, I'm sure. But just for running backs, that's a really tough matchup back-to-back. You got the newly acquired Jadavion Clowney-Miles Garrett combination on the Browns, and then you've got – all the demons on Ravens defense, Yannick Ngakwe, and all those guys that we saw on the Raiders yesterday. Minus the fourth quarter. You don't watch the fourth quarter, but first three quarters, watch them terrorize Derek Carr and the Raiders. Well, anything else here on this matchup? No, I don't think so. Let's go on to our next one here. I almost want to throw up to talk about it, uh, but we got Zach versus Ben. And Zach somehow pulls off a win versus Ben. Uh, he paid off Aaron Rodgers or something to just not perform. Um, and Zach beats Ben one thirty to one twelve. Um, gets pretty good performance from Jameis Winston. Um, Devontae Smith looked really good. He got great IDP games, um, and Zach really rode those to a win i will say overall i wasn't like incredibly impressed with his team um but he did enough to get the win over ben who really uh struggled outside of cd lamb and jarvis landry um on his starters and deandre swift i should definitely shout out deandre swift he looked great he did yeah you know those uh those players that in the nfl they'll celebrate a garbage time touchdown like full-blown like just dance for 12 seconds that's how i felt when zach was talking uh in the sleeper chat after he beat ben because bro wait wait wait. i have a i have a better i have a better analogy did you see when um oh who was it somebody pulled out a turnover chain when they were down 40 they were down 40 pulled out a turnover chain and then it got overturned and wasn't even a turnover that's what i felt like when zach said that exactly are you like you pimp a home run off of like a position <laughs> player in baseball <laughs> i don't know anything about that i've but never hit past the infield we're just giving back uh, zach a hard time his his team i mean it did what they needed to do to beat ben he was he was the lowest scoring champion but i mean one and oh is all you really see and so um james winston he threw a touchdown every four passes one touchdown every four passes on sunday think about that that's insane and uh, also wrote, honestly, I might even send my eye, eye doctor an email asking if I qualify for LASIK. <laughs> because if that's the kind of superpowers that I uh, That's good. That's good. Like, good. Man. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah. And I said in the sleeper chat that it took 24 real-life minutes for Devonta Smith, Devante Smith to emerge as the best receiver on the Eagles. Um, but all the people that were skeptical of his size and strength in the offseason, I think they're beginning to realize that None of that really matters if you can't even touch him because of the play design or his individual route running abilities. So, yeah, I think Devontae Smith is going to be uh, just just fine. 
And then he also got a nonchalant 40 bomb from his IDPs as per usual because Eric Kendrick Eric Kendricks is an IDP menace. Um, he before he got injured last season with that calf injury, he was just terrorizing fantasy teams and he came back with 15 tackles. So I think it's safe to say that he is feeling fine on that calf. And Patrick Queen, he had nine tackles, including a sack. If Zach's going to make any noise in this league, it's because his IDPs are just like actual menaces to society. And so 20 points a week from each of them, that's going to be a, a big help every week. Um, for Ben's team, uh, I wrote he had an extremely fire game from all three of his rostered quarterbacks. His best possible play would have been Baker Mayfield <laughs> with 10.64. That's, uh, that's oh, tough. Oh, it's brutal, man. That's tough scenes. Um, Mike Evans held the three catches for 24 yards in Thursday's win over the Cowboys. And I just wrote in a game which Brady threw for 379, four touchdowns. That's that's really not great. And obviously I have no doubt that Mike Evans will bounce back. He'll have some great games. But the reality of this offense is that Tom Brady has a plethora of weapons. And mm-hmm. he's not going to hyper-target one if they have a better matchup somewhere else on the field. And so I don't think Gronk or Mike Evans... Like I think that Godwin and Antonio Brown actually offer a little bit more safe floor, but like just just because of the style of route and the style of receivers, they they bank on separation. Mike Evans and, and Gronk are kind of like matchup nightmare type receivers, not necessarily like elite finesse receivers. And so I think that Gronk and Mike Evans will see some up and downs. And I, I mean, Mike Evans will probably have a yeah. three touchdown game next week. Like that's not surprising. Yep. But um, like, I think that there's some, there's going to be some uh, dynamism to this offense and, and lack of predictability for, for the two uh, big boys. Gio Bernard also maybe will get integrated after Leonard Fournette had a screen, hit him in the face and get picked. I hope so. My running back depth is uh, <laughs> counting on that. Um, I, I think for Ben, like, what's funny is we're talking about Mike. Mike Evans might be his fourth best receiver now, like, truly. Yeah, behind the young um, guys. Which is great, which is absolutely yeah. great for Ben. It, the thing with Ben that we've talked about in the past is his running back depth. And uh, he saw a big boost in DeAndre Swift uh, that I think is going to continue. So if he can figure out his – if he can just get anything from, like, a Devin Singletary or a Kenyon Drake at a, in that running back two spot, I think he has enough, like, firepower to, yeah. like, buoy himself. Like I was saying before, you know, the, the upside and ceiling plays of wide receivers, especially the ones he has, is incredible. So, oh, yeah. No, 100%. And Aaron Rodgers won't be this bad ever again. Like, I'll just, I'll just say it now. Like, he just won't. Yeah. So I'm with you. Honestly, yeah. If I if I was Ben and I wanted to compete, you'd probably have to make a move for another running back. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's like a temporary one, if you want to like send a trade offer to Big R, who has some good running back depth, he's never going to start Elijah Mitchell. You might as well throw him a bone for Elijah Mitchell because I mean Zeke and Dalvin are starting in those two spots. Yeah, they they will for the foreseeable future. So like. That's a startable running back that shouldn't cost you a lot because, I mean, maybe he'll cost you a lot because Big R doesn't see him the way that I do, but I kind of see him as like a rental six weeks, mm-hmm. kind of establish yourself, and then... And then Trey Sermon takes over. Yeah, you can go from there. Um, also, I also made a note about Jordan Hicks. He had four tackles for the Cardinals defense. Um, it's disappointing because Ben... I only bring this up because Ben took him early 
12th round in our startup draft last year. And so you would want to see more like game breaking IDP numbers from somebody like that. Yeah. But anyways. And our last matchup here, closest one of the week. We had Garrett versus Big R. Also our most scoring um out of a matchup. Uh Big R ends up taking it one sixty to one fifty five. Uh as we've talked about before. He got big performances from Rob Gronkowski, Dalvin Cook. Amari Cooper was absolutely incredible. Um, and that really like propelled him forward uh, over Garrett's like very solid performance with a Kamara and Joe Mixon, Adam Thielen, um, David Montgomery. Had had great performances, uh, just ended up losing a close one. So what's your what are your thoughts here? Yeah um first and foremost i think this league is just better when big r has a good team like he is involved <laughs> in the chat and he adds a dynamic <laughs> that it's really impossible to recreate for better or for worse when he's checked out for the year and i just it's so fun when he's in there like i just want it to be known so the longer he can keep winning like the more that i'm gonna have fun uh with this league and with this podcast for sure but uh yeah amari cooper just absolutely goat status on his way to 13 catches for 139 and two touchdowns and uh just any thoughts that he might be rusty because of his recovery from ankle surgery in the offseason those were pretty quickly put to rest um also big big fact was that all the dallas receivers were playing all over the field that's really encouraging for their fantasy outlook it allows you to manufacture looks and touches and matchups and like you were talking about travis kelsey saying that like you have freedom in your route tree because you know exactly what route the other receivers are running and you know the reads that the quarterback's trying to make. Just not not isolating yourself into one receiver position. It helps you understand the game kind of like a quarterback and you can sit in zones a little bit easier. You can like think, okay, if I see that that, that post route is being covered by this deep safety i'm going to cut my bench like a yard and a half shorter than i usually would and it 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 allows you to make those decisions that just make you a better football team and football player all that to say move your receivers around even in even in high school man like teach these kids like the game the, the 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 mental game of football um rob gronkowski still tom brady's all time favorite target uh and it's just it was crazy how fast he went from like retired to vintage rob gronkowski honestly like it like i don't know i feel like if you retired from a sport you shouldn't be back like you never left in six months like it's just i don't know wild maybe his mind and body are both (laughs) that of a teenager (laughs) honestly (laughs) like he runs kind of like a clumsy teenager but he's also six foot ten or whatever like he's massive so it doesn't even matter he's so good and then Cooper Cup, he eats breakfast with Matthew Stafford before workouts every morning, so that's enough said about that. Uh, <laughs> great for Cooper Cup in every league that you can. It's going to be nuclear. He's gonna he's finished fantasy seasons as the wide receiver three or four before, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened again this season. So you think this was good, just wait for Cooper Cup, man. It's coming. Eggs and bacon with the quarterback. You already know. Perfect. Um. Calvin Ridley for Garrett's team had a down week. He got held to five catches for 51. Uh, Falcons offense with no Julio and a lack of explosiveness in the running game. It's just, this is a 
Arthur Smith was used to running with Derrick Henry and play actioning off of that, but you don't get the same effect when you're play actioning to Corardell Patterson and Mike Davis, you know? And so I think that there's going to be a, a rude awakening for the Falcons offense, and they're going to have to either adapt or just be horrible all season. So hopefully it's the former and not the latter. Um, and I also put that it echoes some of my earlier thoughts on the Titans when I was talking about possible fantasy outcomes. Like before, we thought that Calvin Ridley was just this locked and loaded wide receiver one, but now we see that the Falcons might just be bad on offense. And yeah. it probably is not the case, but there is a, like that that possibility has entered your mind. And so if you're Garrett, you have to be at least a little bit nervous that your best receiver is going to be on a down offense and he goes from like a, a Tyree Kill or a Devontae Adams who are the best receiver on their respectively really good offenses to more like a, I don't know, Terry McLaurin, who we talked about his ceilings cap with Heineke or like, you, I mean, obviously Brandon Cooks is an extreme example, but Brandon Cooks had a pretty good game and he, I'm sure he'll have pretty good games, but he'll never outpace Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams on a good game because his team isn't going to put up the same amount of points as the the Packers or the, or the Chiefs, you know? Yep, exactly right. And so we've got Robert Tanyan, uh, red zone touchdown threat. Um, he scored like 15 touchdowns last season, and the Packers only scored three points. So that's fantasy disaster. That's a pretty good recipe for that. Um, I don't know if Tanyan's going to be that good this year, but we'll have to see. I'm sure that Garrett is thinking the same thing. And then, honestly, Buda Baker was so good last year that you're disappointed when he doesn't force a fumble, make an interception, get a sack, or win you a week. So we'll have to see if that uh, playmaker Buda Baker is... Uh, Playmaker Buda Baker. Hey, hey, that's pretty good. I like I mean, that. I, Might have yeah. to make a drop with that or something. <laughs> but uh yeah, we'll have to see if he continues on his tear from last season or if they kind of share the load in, in Arizona on the defensive side of the ball. Well, anything else to get into? Oh man, that's all this? I got. Again, that was wins for myself, Daniel, Gabe, Zach. And Big R, the rest of you guys are losers. Um, <clears throat> hey, you were in the winners category, so you shouldn't worry that much about it. True, true, true. Let's uh, l- before we get out of here, let's really quickly run through some predictions um, for this week. I am actually this year going to try to keep up with them, so oh, that we can go back and see uh, what we were thinking. Um, so let's make our predictions just going straight down. And maybe like one or two sentences on why you think that is um, while I'm writing it down. So first matchup we have here is Big R versus Cam, myself. I like it. I like it. Who you got in this one? Uh, also, these are just going to be emotional because we already did so much analysis. I'm just going to go with my gut. I'm going like to pick it. Big R. I want him to be good this year. I'm going to keep picking Big R as long as I can. All until right. it gives me a reason not to. Even though it hurts me to pick against my co-host. Got got to do it. Sacrificial lamb. Sorry. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pick myself. Yeah, I respect it. Next one here, we have got Camden versus Bowie. Yeah. Who you got? Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick Camden here. I yeah. think that Bowie's team is... Um, it, it's interesting. I think it's pretty good. I just... It's going to be... I need to see a little bit more from like Julio Jones and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Like, I think those guys will be good, but I'm not like as positive as some of the other guys. And so unless Tyler Lockett just has like another four-touchdown game, I think that Camden's going to take the 
the the matchup this week. Uh, I am also going to go with Camden. I just think that his team's better, and I think Saquon, uh, his load just continues to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. No homo. I think uh-huh. Saquon for Ronald Jones, but we'll see. Gabe versus Ben. I uh, am going with Ben because my co-host abandoned me on my I pick. Respect so. that, I respect it. I uh, I'm gonna go with myself there, and uh, yeah, hopefully I make the right start sit decision. Uh, next one here we got Zach versus Daniel. This is what I would call the toilet bowl because they are both in the bottom of my standings. Ooh. So which one are you going with? So last week Daniel was the Jaguars and he beat the Buccaneers. This week he's, he's also be the, the Jaguars. He's gonna be the oh, Texans no. and he's gonna beat the Jaguars. <laughs> People thought he was bad. Oh, that's he good. That's is good. Still bad, but now he's gonna beat the Jaguars, who is an outside. That is, I actually like that analysis. Uh, I'm actually gonna go with Zach. Okay. I think he keeps two, the win streak going and he becomes more annoying in our sleeper. <laughs> um and then a little gif of the nodding head i don't even know what 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 that is but it's every other gif is that little nodding head smiling it's it's zach saying uh-huh like that <laughs> idiot stuff that he does uh let's see last one here we got conley versus garrett okay and uh i'm gonna pick conley here yeah. i i think that he resettles i think that the titans uh find a way to get it done um and I think that they win. And I think that Connolly's team wins because of that. Yeah, I think it's going to be our highest scoring matchup. And I think Garrett loses a close one. Yeah, that would be unfortunate for Garrett to lose back-to-back close ones in a high scoring matchup. So, Garrett, yeah. if you're listening to this, you got this far. I do apologize. But I think you'll still finish fine. You'll probably win like seven in a row after this. But you Agreed. just you got to start 0-2, brother. I'm, I'm sorry. That's seven in a row minus whenever you play me. <laughs> exactly. So. Or me. So maybe yeah. five in a row. Yeah. Depending on where we land, that's how many in a row. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm with you on that. All right, Gabe. Anything else before we get out of here? No, nah, man. It was fun. I'm glad to be getting back into it. And uh, hopefully any rust didn't show through. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate y'all listening. And uh, yeah, it's it's good to hear everyone's feedback when y'all give it. So. Yeah, man. It's fun. Fun to be back. Enjoy football this weekend. Uh, I know I'll be watching that 17 hours straight of Red Zone or whatever it is. So uh, you guys have a good one. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.